Reverend Stephen A. Green, and I am pleased to be the host of Sacred Desk. I want to gather your mind and your attention today to talk about building black better. We know that President Biden has an agenda to build back better. But what we have seen over this past year uh, is that there needs to be an emphasis to build black better. It was the black community that propelled President Biden to the nomination. If it were not for whip Congressman Jim Clyburn in South Carolina, who stood out on the neck and endorsed President Biden when he was losing the presidential nomination to Senator Bernie Sanders and it shifted and affirmed black support and solidarity to President Biden, we would not have President Joseph Robinette Biden in the White House. If President Biden had not chosen Vice President Kamala D. Harris as the vice president, then we know that the support of the black community would have waned. But because of our efforts, black voters went to the polls to deliver the White House, to deliver the United States Senate and the United States House of Representatives to the Democratic Party. This Democratic trifecta we have not seen since 2008. It only lasted for two years. We who are students of history know that whomever the president's party that holds the majority often loses in the midterms, loses seats, just just the way of the tide. And so we are facing a few short days ahead of this window before we see the election season spike back up. And yet we've seen a failure to build black better. Although the president signed into law Juneteenth as a national holiday, which we had not requested as an old or an an olive branch to be extended to black people, which allows everyone to have the day off, spends billions of dollars of the United States government to finance a paid holiday for its employees. It's a moment of atonement. For the nation, it's not a day of celebration. And yet with the challenges to critical race theory, it's hard for schools to even teach young people what that day actually means. And now it's time to build black better. The black community is still dealing with disproportionate rates of inequity. 13% of the U.S. population, but over 65% of the U.S prison and carceral population. We do not commit more crimes than white people. We are just incarcerated more than whites. Wealth inequality continues to exasperate. We recognize that over the last 30 years that college educated people have a net worth of $8,000 while white educated folks in the same age group have wealth of over $108,000. This wealth disparity gap for even college educated Black people in this country continues to perpetuate the widened gap, the gulf of inequity in this nation. And it is time that we build black better, not only in economics, but we see it also in the culture of policing that the outrage 
of people who went to the streets after watching the video of George Floyd for nine minutes and 29 seconds as he had the life out of him suffocated by Derek Chauvin. And we saw the police brutality um, that that took the life of our dear sister, Breonna Taylor, and the white supremacist vigilanteism that took the life of Ahmaud Arbery all last summer in 2020. We have pushed and prodded for police reform, for abolition of police, for defunding the police, all for naught. Congress cannot even pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act because it is stalled in the United States Senate because of the filibuster. I don't want to just put the blame on Tim Scott. Yes, uh, the b- bill would be great to be bipartisan. It would be great if uh, a bipartisan uh, group of senators could come together to affirm uh, that black lives truly do matter and that we need to reform police in this country. But this could be done with the filibuster, if Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema would get out of the way and affirm that black life and black dignity matters in this nation, it is time to build black better. The question is, how do we do it? What must we do to be free? Well, first, we must have the desire to be free. To no longer accept the status quo, we must recognize that where we're living and what moment this is in our nation's history at this moment of reckoning, when we recognize that there was an attempt to overthrow the United States election in January, there was an insurrection that stormed the United States Capitol. There was a volatility over the last four years of a fascist president that occupied the White House. And we are yet on the brinks of another catastrophe. They are planning to be successful their next time around. What will black people do? In this moment, what will we do as a nation, as our own nation, as our own people? First, we must wake up and recognize the times that we're living in. These are very peculiar and dark times. I would argue that this is the second Nadir. The Nadir moment that is uh, historians describe is the lowest point that African-Americans had ever experienced. It, it is it is after Reconstruction. It is after uh, winning the Civil War. It is after uh, uh, the period of time from 1865 to 1877, where you have federal troops occupying the South, where you had black people like Hiram Rivers as a United States senator from Mississippi. You had black legislators in Georgia. You had black legislators in Mississippi and in the Deep South and South Carolina. You had this idea of black becomingness. There was a beingness. There was a respect of the humanity and human dignity. For once and for all, we were finally able to become a multiracial society. But in 1877, after the withdrawal of the federal troops, after the Rutherford B. Hayes compromise, we emerged into the Nadir moment. Lynchings were at an all-time high. There was a bull weevil crisis. There was a crisis of our human dignity as uh, as Jim Crow laws began to permeate throughout the South. And we lost every gain that we made during Reconstruction. From 1877 until 1954, with Brown v. Board of Education, that overturns Plessy v. Ferguson. That Nadir moment, I would argue even until 1955 or until 1968 or even if we are all still in this Nadir moment of black suffering. The plight of black Americans 
plight of our Haitian brothers and sisters at the border being humiliated and degraded by the United States policing troops called the Department of Homeland Security and Border Police. The instruments of the state that are being used to deny our humanity in the very fabric of who we are. It is time to build black better. And now is the time that we, the people, do what we know we are capable of. And that is to chart our own path to freedom. Liberation must precede legislation. Liberation must must dictate what legislation looks like. Liberation must be our grounding. Liberation must be our anchor. Liberation is our starting point. And when we desire freedom, when we desire liberation, when we desire equity and justice, we then are mobilized to act and engage in a way through radical love and action. Now is the time for us to engage in a multiracial coalition of resistance of nonviolent, non-cooperation, of radical love and action that stands as the antithesis to the powers of oppression. Love is the only force strong enough to conquer hate. Light is the only force strong enough to conquer darkness. And that means that we must engage in the fullness of our very being and sacrifice something to be free. Freedom comes with a cost. Freedom comes with a price that we must all pay. We must all be willing to pay the price to be free. We must all be willing to pay the price to see transformation occur in our society. We must all be willing to pay the price to experience the beloved world community. We must believe it's possible. We must work towards its reality. And I want to encourage us to also note that what we are facing with voter suppression laws that have been enacted all across this country with over 45 states that have enacted over this past year alone, we are seeing what is taking place right now in Texas with gerrymandering that is that will put two black caucus seats in contradiction and conflation with each other. Representative Al Green and Representative Sheila Jackson Lee. We may end up losing two black seats in Texas, and this will be replicated across states uh, across this country that will get away with gen- gerrymandering uh, our, 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 our political power, all because Congress refuses to pass legislation to reform and protect the right to vote. We are in dark and dismal moments and times in this nation, and now is the time to be black better there must be a time where we rise up as a beautiful royal nationhood of black people who recognize our human dignity recognize our own strength and our power with the trillion dollars we have in spending power with the amount of cultural power that we hold with the political power that we hold now is the time to uh, rise up ye mighty race accomplish what ye will is what marcus garvey would encourage us to do today now is the time to build black better Now is the time to pay attention to what is taking place while HBCUs were promised $45 billion in funding under the president's $3.5 trillion plan and only received less than $2 billion of it to be spread out over the next 10 years. The woeful disgrace, the disregard, and the neglect of black education, of black bodies, of black people in this nation requires us to take the onus upon ourselves. No one's going to free us. We've got to free ourselves. 
It wasn't an emancipation proclamation that freed us. It was the slave revolts that gave rise to, to the abolitionist movement that continued to prod and press President Abraham Lincoln to decide to engage the free African slaves to be a part of the Union Army. That's what led to our own liberation. We liberated ourselves. And now is the time to do it again. It was time to build black better. Now is the time to engage in a movement of nonviolent resistance. Of non-cooperation. Of strategic direct action. It means disturbing the peace. It means redistributing the pain. It means showing up to U.S. senators offices and declaring uh, that we will not move until they decide to end the filibuster. And if that means we go to jail, then so be it. We'll flood the jails. We'll flood the streets. We will we will take over and occupy spaces. This is the people's house. This is the house that we built. This is our government. When we come to a point where we are so sick and tired of being sick and tired as we celebrated Fannie Lou Hamer's birthday. Yes. Yet this past week, we must realize that it is upon us. To declare our own destiny. To chart our own pathway of freedom. This is the time. This is the moment to let your voices be heard. Lift up your head, O ye mighty gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting arms, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? It is the Lord God, mighty in battle. And we're in the battle for the soul of this nation. We're in a battle for the soul of humanity. We're in a battle to, to redeem the planet for equitable justice and love. It's time to build black better. I hope you're ready. It's time for the freedom fall.